Hare Krishna. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 29, Text 8. Akshini Nashike Karno. Akshine Nashike Karno. Mukham Shishna Gudaviti. Mukham Shishna Gudaviti. Dwe Dwe Daro Bahir Jati. Dwe Dwe Daro Bahir Jati. Yastat Indriya Samyutaha. Yastat Indriya Samyutaha. Akshine Nasite Karno. Mukham Shishna Gudaviti. Dwe Dwe Daro Bahiriyati. Yastat Indriya Samyutaha. Akshine two eyes Nashike two nostrils Karno two ears Mukham mouth Shishna genitals Gudao and rectum Iti thus Dwe two Dwe Two. Dwaro gates. Bahi outside. Yati goes. Ya one who. Tat through the gates. Indriya by the senses. Samyutaha accompanied. Translation of Prabhupada by the divine grace of Prabhupada. The eyes, nostrils, and ears. Are pairs of gates situated one in one place. The mouth, genital, and rectum are also different gates. Being placed into a body, having these nine gates, the living entity acts externally in the material world and enjoys sense objects like form and taste. Purport, not being aware of his spiritual position. The living entity directed by the mind goes out through the nine gates to enjoy material objects. Because of long association with material objects, he forgets his real spiritual activities and is thus misled. The entire world is going on being misled by so-called leaders like scientists and philosophers who have no knowledge of the spirit of the spirit soul. Thus the conditions soul become more and more entangled. So the Srimad Bhagavatam points out um, everything that we need to know 
about making spiritual progress and spiritual life. And uh, especially here, uh, being described by Srila Prabhupada in the Pornpod, um, that the living entities, the position of the living entities is that we are uh, pretty much entangled in the material world. Um, who is not entangled? Uh, anyone in this material world are entangled in the material situation. Uh, like a web, uh, we're entangled like a web um, and stuck in the material condition of life and very hard to get out from this uh, condition of life because we are uh, absorbed in the desires. Mm-hmm. We are observed, uh, you know, the, uh, not, we are not aware of spiritual position, the living entity directed by the mind. Yeah. The mind is the, the cause of our downfall because we listen to the mind. You don't have to listen. You don't have to listen to the mind, you can listen to Krishna instead of listening to our senses. Because of long association with material objects, he forgets his spiritual uh, activities and is thus misled. So, if we are looking to be misled, if we are looking to um, for sense enjoyment in the sense objects, the senses, then we become more entangled. We don't have to be. We can be away from it. But because we are looking for that enjoyment, so we become involved. It's not that, like when you are in this world, there are places where you don't go, forbidden areas. And there are places where you can go around, the safe places. But if you want to go to places where there is problems, then you look for it. You're looking for it, and you get you get problems there. You get in 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 in, 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 in uh, you know trouble. So similarly, there are places like spiritual world where we can associate with devotees, where we can uh, associate with sadhus. So that is there for us to make the choice. We can either serve Krishna or we can serve Maya. That is very clear cut. So, it all depends on the association. Sangha, association is so important. In any form of religious organization, they have, uh, they get together, the gatherings. So, association with the sadhus that can unentangle us from the material objects. Our hands are tied at the back. Eh? If I tell someone to untie your hands, but our own hands are tied, how are we going to untie the hands of someone who is already tied? So the guru, the spiritual master, they are pure. They have the power to entangle, unentangle us. So we, because we are misled by 
uh, sense gratification and material enjoyment, uh, we become more and more entangled in this world, like the web, like a quicksand. You know, quicksand. Um, if you get stuck in the quicksand and you try to get out, you get more inside, and more and more is impossible. You can, if a crocodile comes, you can boom take a body because you're stuck in it. You can't get away from it. So, similarly, Prabhupada also used to give the example of putting fuel, you know, fuel, fuel into the fire. It's only get bigger. Oil in the fire. If you light fire, if you want to put out the fire, then there's a way to do it. But if you put oil in the fire or any type of petrol, it only gets bigger. So similarly, in the material world, there is no solution to problem. There is no solution. Material solution, may they have solution to problem, to mitigate the problem of material solution with another material solution. But all solutions can be mitigated and, 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 and all problems by spiritual solution. This is the only solution. There's no other solution. Material world is a place of misery. Everybody knows that. If in those who are even in the material world, entangled in the material world, even they know this is not the place. It's the place of suffering. They know it. But because they are so absorbed in sense gratification that they are misled by their mind and the dictation of their senses, that they give in to their senses. They cannot control. There's no controlling business. They don't talk about sense control. Only in Sadhu and devotee talks about these things. They don't have a system to control the senses. They said, go for it. Let yourself be loose. Give in to your senses. The whole society is run on sense enjoyment. Four pillars of sin. Like we follow the four pillars of sin to give up that. No lisa sex, no intoxication, no gambling, and, and no meeting. These are the pillars of their economy. If you say give up those things, they say what's left in this world? That is their enjoyment. But they have no idea that there's a higher principles of life, higher pleasures of life which Krishna explains. They don't have that idea. All they know is how to enjoy this material world. This is why there is a problem. Right now, like, like, like right now, people don't know what to do. You take away all their enjoyment right now, and you take away their, you know, the sports, you know, gathering, uh, and there's no uh, going to the pubs, it's closed. All the thing is forbidden. They have to stay indoor, be just themselves. For us, it's a great idea. We can stay inside the temple, and in, the, in your home, in your ashram, chandir, extra rounds, you can read, you can see the deities. We want that isolation for Krishna. But for them, this is why there were sadhus, they lived in the forest. They lived in the Himalayas, in the hut. They want, they enjoy that, being alone. Actually, they are not alone because they have Krishna. They talk to Krishna. 
They're reading. We're chanting Hare Krishna. We're talking to Krishna on constantly. They're in a hut in the, in the Bhajan Kutir. There's no one around. You think, oh, that's so difficult. But they enjoy it because they have Krishna with them. They never feel lonely. So, because we have overcome the mind demands, the action of anger, the action of lust and greed, we have overcome that. We are not affected by those things. The entire world is going on being misled by so-called leaders like scientists and philosophers who have no knowledge of the spirit soul. These are scientists, these are our leaders of society. They have no knowledge. They are murkha, fools and rascals. They are propagating ideas to make people more unhappy. Why do people come to Krishna? Because they know Bhagavan, God, He is the only one can actually give us the pleasure of life, the, take away the suffering. The conditioned soul become more and more entangled. We want to unentangle ourselves, we have a process for it. That's why Guru is known as um, one who he is so heavy with the knowledge. He can cut, cut your ignorance. The knowledge of the spirit soul, the knowledge of spiritual life, this bhakti yoga, devotional service is so beautiful and it's so um, full of juice, full of life, full of dynamicness. If one comes to the contact with spiritual life, the guru, they are giving that knowledge to us. They cut our ignorance, chop with a knife, because the knife is very sharp. So we need to, we are born in ignorance. Om Aganati Vedantasya, we are born in ignorance and darkness. For a lifetime, our mind is the same mind that brings back the memories from past life. In dreams, even in a daydreaming, we are walking and we are thinking, oh, you know, we are dreaming about um, uh, things that are going to entangle us even more. Material gratification. It's such a difficult thing for us to practice Krishna consciousness. It's so difficult because that mind that we have is from previous life, still carrying on with this life. That's why, that's why it brings back the memory of, from different life in dreams also. Sometimes we wake up, we had dreams that we never thought of. So this is why Krishna says, Manmana Bhakta Think of me, become my devotee, worship me, pay obeisances to me, come to the temple, worship me, think of me always. Your, your body is a temple. Kaya Manavakya. Sanyasi means one who can control the mind's demands. Kai and, and, and speech and body. He can control his body's demands. And he can control his mind. In the Ishopanishad, or next, next instruction, I think, he says, Rupakaswami says that a person who can control the senses, he is able to make disciples all over the world. Yeah? He can make disciples. So, so important. So important. 
to control our senses. They say, oh, no, no, no. That's, you're going against the rule. Let the senses take over you. Let it just be. Do whatever you like. Be free. Where is the freedom? When you can have control of your mind and your senses, that is the real freedom. Actually, Krishna says, those who have overcome his mind, the super soul is reached. In the sixth chapter. So, our enemy is our mind. Our enemy is our senses. That is our real enemy. You know, people have problems in this world, big, big problems. That's because simple, one simple thing. They are controlled by their senses. You see the yogis, they, they live in the Himalayas, they, the yogis, they, they are already living in isolation for eternally. And they love it because they are studying, they are meditating on Krishna. They are not affected by this worldliness. They are not affected by it because they enjoy that. That pleasure of chanting Hare Krishna, that pleasure of studying. Swadhyaya, study. The sadhus, they are all studying about Krishna and his pastimes, discussing about Krishna, Krishna Katha. That is their pleasure. They don't take pleasure in this, in this material world. They disassociate with mundane uh, people who does serve Krishna. They are always looking how we can serve Krishna. So if they are alone, they love it. They love it very much. Because then they can really think of Krishna without being distracted by their mature environment around them. We are distracted. You go on Harinam, we go on Harinam, we see so much going on around you. But we don't care, we just chant. We're not looking around. We are in ecstasy. So this is how devotees can overcome our senses. By absorption in serving Krishna, by looking at the beautiful form of Krishna, by associating with devotees, by taking food stuff that's offered to Krishna. Anything that can make us Krishna conscious is what we are looking for. We are looking for what things that are going to make us Krishna conscious. But we are very strong about it. It's very strong about it. The strength, the spiritual strength is in our ability to, uh, to chant Hare Krishna nicely, sincerely, not just shallow, sincerely, calling out for Krishna. So sometimes devotees say, oh, I find it so difficult. To mind, my mind, my mind, my senses are always dragging me down. I know I've been devoted for so long, I find it so difficult. We're not, we're not striving hard enough. We're not working hard enough. Simple as that. You know, like coming to the temple from a far away is not easy. First of all, you have to wake up. So there's a lot of endeavor involved, a lot of effort to be made to make the effort to serve Krishna. You know, people work so hard. Work very hard to get a degree and go to university and, and they have to spend so much of their money just to live, you know, comfortably. Some food to eat and live life. And at the end, that we all have to give up those things. We get old and, 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 and death comes. 
So where is the point of all this hard work? So human life is the life is so Krishna is so merciful, He has given us this human body. Sarira we say, that prayer we say, He has so kindly given us this body. So we can appreciate the food that offered to you. This is our mentality. The devotees are always thankful to Krishna for giving us. Not just, He has given us everything, He has given us His body. We are always thankful, thank you so much. We are very appreciative about Krishna. We, that's because we understand everything comes from Krishna. Aham Sarva Saprabhavo. Krishna is the source of everything. So only we can actually understand that, we will always appreciate Krishna's hand behind everything. We will always know Krishna is the source of everything. We will always remember Krishna, that He is our Lord and Master. Jagannath, Master of the Universe. It's not that we just talk about it. We have to actually understand that. We have to actually understand in our heart. If it's on the surface, we will not get it. You have to really go for it. Why do we enjoy Chani Hare Krishna so much? Because he's there in his name. As soon as you chant, you can feel him. He's actually there in his name. Kali Kali Naurupe Krishna Avatar. Krishna appears in his name in Kali Yuga. So what is the difficulty? So this body has nine gates. The nine gates are, you know, the two eyes, the two nostrils, two ears, mouth, and the lower senses. Nine gates. So the the senses of our body is um, is what jantra The body is like a machine. And you you put food in your mouth, um, just like you cut grass. And then you cut a machine and grass comes. So like that, um, the cows will eat the grass, they chew, 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 and it goes in the stomach. So why they chew it? Because when they chew it, it helps them to, when it goes in the stomach, the stomach doesn't have to chew so much because it's already been chewed. It's easy to digest. Sometimes some of us, they eat, come. You need to chew it. Otherwise the stomach needs to digest. So the stomach has to work harder if you didn't chew the food properly. So body is like a machine, it's a very mechanical thing. So we have the eyes, we look at each other. We actually study what is the eyes. It's like a, the eyeball, you know, it's like a very complex thing. You know, how you know we use the camera to see the eyes Krishna created. It's such a um, delicate, uh, complex mechanism of the body. It's, it's unimaginable. If you lose your eyesight, you can't fix it. The Krishna gave that. And hearing has an important sense. You know, you, you can hear something. You know, we have so many machinery today to another sound, to, to intake the sound and recording it. So our body has all those things. And then you eat the food and it gets digested. That's an amazing um, phenomenon. How does it work? You chew and, 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 and you put it in, in your mouth 
and you chew it on it and it goes in your stomach and it gets digested and the energy and the nutrition, you can abstract the nutrition out of that little... Like if you take a rice, piece of grain of rice, a grain of rice, that right in the center of the rice, there's a tiny bit of white particle. That's the essence of the rice. There's little white. If you break it nicely, so you take that, that's the, the cream, like, like, like the essence of the nutrition of rice. There's a lot of work if you want to take that out and, and, and sell separately. So they mix it all, rice flour. So you eat rice, kitri, all the thing. So how Krishna has created all these things? So subtle. You know, we shoot an arrow and we kill one person or hit someone's leg uh, or we drop a bomb, everything, everybody's dead, including the planet, trees, all demolished. You know, and, um, you know, what's his name? Um, Ashutama, he shot the arrow uh, at uh, Uttara uh, in the, in the, uh, in a womb and not kill her, only the person in the womb. It's not working. <coughs> oh, maybe the battery ran out, huh? Yes, well. So, so how subtle it is. So how subtle. You shoot an arrow, Brahmastra. Brahmastra means a weapon can destroy the whole universe. But that weapon is targeted towards Uttara. Within her womb. Only killed the baby and not even hurt her. That's so accurate. So accurate. Brahmastra. They don't have anything like that today. If they, if they shot an arrow today, they don't even have arrows, they have, you know, nuclear weapon. They destroy everything, hundreds of years also they destroy, there's nothing will grow there. So the spiritual things is so superior. So we're talking about the material body. So the body has these gates, they are gates, nine gates. And, and for example, um, no, nostril, explains here nostril. It's an amazing phenomenon, amazing mechanism of the body structure. The true nostril. So we breathe in, close, breathe out. This, this is fluctuating. How you say, um, we are shifting from... So sometimes you, you, one nostril gets blocked. You have that feeling, sometimes you're not breathing, one nose not blocked, and then suddenly uh, it becomes unblocked. So this, they say, um, it's like the nostril, the nose is taking a rest. So sometimes um, it's, it's shifting, the yoga explains, so it's shifting from one side to the other. So that time when one is not functioning, the other one is functioning, it means it's shifting. Yeah. So you go, achoo, 
you know, because that opens. Yeah, so the body, it's, a, it's working in its own way. So important to know these things. And, and when you eat, like a big amount of food, you have to be careful because um, you, they say you need to not so much, you put so much food in your, in your stomach that you don't have air to breathe. So you feel so you know, choked up because you've got food up to your neck. So that's why you have to make sure you're giving enough space in your stomach to digest for air and for water. So everything has its, its way that Krishna has created, if we follow it. So there are nine gates, and each gate it has its particular functions. Prana, apana, vana, samana, udana. Five types of air in our body. Prana, apana, samana, vana, udana. So among these five types of air, there is called prana, the central air in the body. So the central air, which makes everything function. And then there's the air that from here upward, that air, it has its particular function, that function of that air to control this part of the head, your facial and your head. And then there's air to chest, this air. Another air is here, control your digestive system. Another air is down below, below leg. So five types there. So the central air is the air prana that runs through our center of our body, through the spine. So each air has particular functions. So when the air becomes imbalanced, not working nicely, then you get gastric, different problems. Your, your air is, is imbalanced. So that's why we have yoga where people, you can fix the imbalance in your body's energy flow. Your breathing is through particular type of exercise, proper food, rest. All the things people don't do it. And suddenly you go to the doctor. They can't tell you what's the problem with you because your air is imbalanced. They don't have mechanism, any mechanism. Modern doctors cannot tell you. They check the pulse. Indian doctors and diabetic doctors, they can check, check your pulse and they can tell you. They can check. They ask you to lie down and they put a hand over your body. This is like a, a subtle way to check your body's energy level. They press your toe and go, ah, that means you're okay. They can receive that you, your body is functioning. They press you, you feel nothing. It means you have a problem. So, the main problem everybody is today is stress. So, our bodies need to function in its way that you have to be happy. Number one principle, you need to be satisfied. Happiness. If you're satisfied, you're, everything is going well. This is why they even have la laughing yoga. They make you laugh. That's another thing, to open your, your lung. People can't even smile. There's so much stress. So the disease comes from three things. One is overeating. Food doesn't get digested nicely. Second is your um, 
stress. Third is not being clean. This is the issue today. With all these things coming because it's not clean. So, cleanliness depends what you eat. Because you're putting rubbish in your stomach, that's unclean food. That's going to also bring about disease. Isn't it? That's why a brahmana, a, a brahmachari, a sadhu, a sannyasi, they're very clean. They may be wearing rags, but it's a clean rag. They, they wash it every day. The popin, they're very clean. They're very clean. You know, you need to sit next to a, a, a devotee. They smell the incense, you know, they offer it to Krishna. You know, cigarette smell or, you know, or beer. They refrain from all those things that make you sick. That's why Sangha, you associate people who can make you very healthy. Not only materially, spiritually. So it's very subtle. We talk about our Sangha associate, but we don't actually understand the meaning. There's so much meaning when you associate with a sadhu. They have the power to, to rub onto you that potency. Material potency, spiritual potency, all that, they have it. It's very, very subtle. Sometimes um, those who are very pure, they act very ordinarily. But you don't know who they are. Like Srila Prabhupada, I remember uh, one guy used to say, oh, I don't like the voice of that person. You know, Prabhupada is singing. And he was a need for need worry. He said, I don't like the voice. I said, you know, so I told him because he, have, he, ha- he haven't got the taste uh, from, you need more time. Because sometimes Srila Prabhupada is not a perfect singer. Like a, but he sings, um, he has, and spiritual, from the spiritual world, they're very different from our way of singing. So you have to appreciate that. We can't make a judgment, but you could appreciate it. So our senses, our body, is, uh, is a very amazing, amazing creation of, of Krishna. You know how all the senses are working. The nine gates, let's talk about the nine gates. So the body is like a city. That's why they call it gates. So something flowing in and out, it's a gate. You go through, come in, go out. We have the gate, the nine gates. So there's, there's opening to the external world and internal world. So when you close your eyes, you can see. You can see inside. That's what they call third eye. This eye is always there, you can see inside. So ears similarly. You know, what did he say? You're going to hear something, somebody's talking. Just like you're talk- I'm talking, you're hearing. So when you hear something that's very, very, very attractive, very going down your heart, that topic is what opens our inner sense, inner senses. The mind is known as the sense within. There are 24 elements. So mind is sense within. So you can't see the mind. But the mind, at the same time, is always thinking of so many things, always thinking, always active. Because even when you sleep, mind is active. Because that's the inner sense, the sense within. Externally, body is resting, but the sense within is active. So one need to be 
We need to understand that our sense organs and sense objects, everything of the body, completely have to be dovetailed in the service of Bhagwan, service of Krishna. Then the senses will get rest. Don't think I sleep well and I have good rest and I feel good. That's physically external rest. But if we didn't chant your arms, if we didn't associate with you, didn't take Prashadam, it's not complete. The complete rest of the body is when you can when you can engage the body Kaimana Bhakya, body, mind and word. Engage in Krishna's service, then it's complete rest. So when you sleep, you wake up, oh fantastic, you had a good sleep. But sim- so you have a good rest. So similarly you have to rest your senses by engaging senses, there's those senses in serving Krishna. Then it's complete rest. So health, when we talk about health, material health and spiritual health. So happiness, the real happiness, the inner happiness is what is what makes people healthy. Even if you don't have so many things, but you're happy. Just like the children in India, some poor country perhaps. They're very happy kids. They play around with dirt, with the dirt in the street and, and, and they play with some sticks and, 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 and rubbish. But they're happy. Here in the Western country, you have to give them so many things, expensive uh, things to play with. Bicycle and, 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 and toys, expensive toys. And nowadays, uh, uh, the electronic things, uh, games. But it's not that those kids are same. They're happy. These kids are happy. They're happy. Both are happy. So the idea is the less we have, more happy we will be for a devotee. For us, the more material things we acquire, that's going to bog us down. That's going to entangle us. Like I said before, quicksand. Entangle us in the material world, more things and more and more, uh, that desire become more increasing. It becomes like the fire. Like this had the bushfire. It's so big, it's so hard to uh, put it out. So desire is like this fire. It just burns in our heart for more and more desire. Wanting more things. More and more things. Because it never can put it out. It increases the desire. So you try to satisfy the desire with another desire. That's what I mean. To solve the material problem with the material situation, with the material solution. It's not impossible. The less you have, but you have Krishna. When you have Krishna, you have everything. So you try to compare material and spiritual things. Just like the, this mentioned, the gopis, um, you know, the, the story of uh, Krishna and Dwarka, uh, <coughs> and they put, uh, what's that, <coughs> all this gold, and they put, uh, who, a devotee? And uh, one side to? Tulsi. Tulsi. Uh, and, and it was not, so when you put the Tulsi, all the, all the old, all the gold and all the wealth, um, it was, it became equal. But with all the wealth, 
you cannot find Krishna. You put Krishna on one side, you put all the gold, you cannot lift Krishna because with the material wealth, you cannot buy Krishna. Sometimes we think, I will give Krishna this, I'll give, you know, material, you know, uh, and, 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 and money and, and all these things. And then in turn, Krishna has to give me this. It doesn't work like that. Of course, if you give Krishna something out of love, that is what Krishna expected. That's what will please Krishna. Bhakti. So the idea is to engage this body in Krishna's service. What we speak, speak of Krishna. Now, such your devotees, Adhusanga, and, and engage the mind in Krishna's service. These three things. Because all of us, if you see, the problem with amongst all of us, of everyone who is aspiring to be Krishna's devotee, we have the problem. We talk too much, we talk to, yeah, yeah, and so many things, uh, or to each other or on the phone, or we, we, we uh, use our tongue to eat chocolate or some other thing that other than prasadam. Uh, and the body, you associate with non-body or whatever, uh, and the mind is just active 24 hours a day. We, can, we don't know what we're thinking of. So these three things are so important to engage. This all starts here. Whatever you think, then you act in that way. It comes out. So our inner sense, our sense within the mind has to be very properly engaged. It doesn't come easy because um, nobody can check that. You can see me, but you can't see what I'm thinking. So, what Krishna knows. So, when we are very strict, we have to know that how we are applying ourselves from within. So, um, socializing and talking and being with people, as a devotee, um, we, we, we have to be very fine-cut and be clear with yourself. What is your goal? What do you want to achieve? Do you really want to love Krishna? Do you really want to uh, please Krishna and go back to Godhead? You have to come to that point, clear-cut. Then it becomes really easy. When you see the goal of everything, then it becomes so easy. The point of everything we are doing. Then it becomes easy because then you know, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I'm here for. To go back to God, to serve Krishna. Then you are not affected by the external um, environment around you, even this material. Because you are like the gold amongst all the dirt. Like I was listening to online yesterday from Sri Prahlad. He's on the line every day. And he's a horrible and he can, he can see everyone. And so he was saying, when you see the sun, it's very bright. And you hurt your eyes and it's too bright. You can't really appreciate sun. You know what I mean? Not like the moon, it's very cooling, you can look at the moon, you can really appreciate the moon. So he was saying, the sun is so powerful, lights up the whole universe. But if you look at the sun, ah, it, it, 
You can't see anymore because it hurts your eyes. So it's not very appreciated. But the sun, it goes through a crystal. It, it reflection through the crystal. It's very color, many colors, and very, it's very nice. You can look at it, the crystal. So similarly, when you associate, when you same Krishna consciousness, when you channel it through the spiritual process with the associate, through the channel, through the process of devotional service, you know, then it becomes very wonderful. So on our own, we may not appreciate it. But at the same time, it has to come to you. Because we are not always going to be with everybody. We are always going to be just me and God. But to come to that level, we need to be with devotees, associate devotees. So when a pure devotee, they can be with, they are, they, are, they are always meditating on Krishna. They are always with Krishna. There is never a time that they are not Krishna conscious, like Srila Prabhupada. He said, I am always, always Krishna conscious. Because Krishna Prabhupada came from the spiritual world. It's never a time he didn't think of Krishna. Never a time he was not associated with Krishna. It's us we have to struggle to be Krishna conscious. Because we are always not Krishna conscious. Sometimes we are Krishna conscious. But sometimes we say, I am, uh, how I can, uh, sometimes I forget Krishna. But we always forget Krishna. Sometimes we remember Krishna. That's how Prabhupada used to say. So the idea is to see the material world when you see the material objects, when you see the sense objects, when you see a beautiful material objects. We have to see the reality of all those things. The reality of everything is that it's Krishna's product. See the creator, how beautiful Krishna is, who created it all. This material whole, whole world, who created it all. That person is so beautiful. The source of everything. So this is why we are thankful. So a devotee sees through it. He doesn't just see on a shallow platform. He sees through it. Beyond. That this world is Krishna's creation. This body is Krishna's creation. This body is a, like a machine with the nine gates of the city. But behind all this, who is the creator of all this? So that's the idea. Everything is such a, such a complex creation of Krishna. This is just only material. What about the spiritual creation? That would be so much, so much more subtle and, and, and beautiful, eternal, spiritual. We have the airplane. We see the airplane. But they are all grounded now. Because no customers. <laughs> Everybody isolated. So they all they all broke. No money. Because no customers. So all the airplanes are grounded. He said, Oh I I'm, I'm flying a first class airplane and a first class in the airplane. It doesn't matter what class all the planes are grounded. So and it's so noisy. It takes off Petrol is very gross element, machine. Spiritual world, they have airplanes that is made out of pushpa biman, made out of flour. I can't even imagine that. You know, we decorate 
uh, Radha Balava with flowers, so beautiful. They even have flower dress, so beautiful. Yeah. So they have flower airplane. You can imagine you, you step onto a flower airplane and you see it's so cooling and it, it, it's very comfortable because it's so safe, it's spiritual. There's no uh, shaking and you fall apart. Not like, nothing like that. Pushpa Biman, unbelievable. So everything, and, and, and in the spiritual world, it's mentioned, uh, the gopis, they were boiling the milk for Krishna. And, and the milk was going to boil over. And the milk said, the milk said, oh, um, now Jasoda Mata forgot to turn off the fire. So the milk was boiling over. So that milk said to each other, the other milk, the, to the milk, he said, oh, I better not boil over because then the milk can get burned and, and Krishna cannot drink the milk. So the milk was boiling over and then went back inside. So everything in the spiritual world is, is alive, is, is, is full of consciousness. Because everything in the spiritual world, in the spiritual world is there to please Krishna. So, if the gamsha is there, a towel, to wipe Krishna, if the gamsha is drying, it can fold itself and come to near Krishna. It's, here, here I am. Use me. So that is, this spiritual world, everything is so conscious. So they were explaining like that in that book. I was there during the... Um, uh, Damodar time, I was reading that. So, spiritual world is so much advanced than the material world. The material world is not advanced at all. And if, if you want to, Prabhupada was putting tilak, and the devotees told Prabhupada, uh, Prabhupada told the devotees, he says, You go down, and I'll see you down there. And Prabhupada was on the 10th floor. And he was putting on the tilak. So when the devotees went down there, Prabhupada was already there. They said, wow, how does that happen? Because Prabhupada is living in the spiritual world. Some say, oh, you know, Prabhupada has miracle. He has much more than miracle than what we talk about miracle. He was already down there. He said, wow, my God. And Prabhupada was doing coconut. You know, top, coconut, India. And uh, uh, Prabhupada gave to, he finished drinking, he gave to one of his disciples. And then he was drinking and he was full. And he gave to someone else. He was going around, ten people. And still the coconut was, the water didn't finish. They look at Prabhupada, that camera, you know, what's, what's happening, Prabhupada? Prabhupada just smiled. Prabhupada has so much miracle. And, and one devotee, he had mystic power. Like he can do amazing things. And he got initiated by Prabhupada and he felt very different. And Prabhupada looked at him, he was looking at him and said, Ah, don't worry, I have taken it. He took the power away at the time of initiation. So he, Prabhupada has given us something better than material things. So, spiritual world is amazing. You know, they say, uh, you know, uh, we, we, are so, we are so fascinated by this world 
Actually, we don't have understanding how, world, how this world is, what the size of this world. It is nobody went around Australia or India and measured it exactly. Understand what I'm saying? You know the measurement? This, they didn't go around. Like I didn't send you and check, oh, walk around Australia exactly and measurement. They use a satellite. But the satellite is not accurate. Because the satellite will only take the picture of that particular place. Not everything in detail. This is why they can fight. They use that area. So it's very accurate. Even so, they make a mistake. But they don't have all the area in detail. They don't know under the sea. And so much things, the information there in Bhagavatam. Even in this world. But they are thinking they are so perfect. He said, scientists, here Prabhupada mentioned, the scientists, they are, they, are, they are misleading the people. You know, now they have this coronavirus disease going around. And they are working on the medicine. It will be ready in 18 months. Meanwhile, people are dying. They need it now. They said, now we are working to get the medicine going. They said, we'll have it in, in, in six months and 18 months. But they need the medicine now. So they're always saying, oh, we'll have it in the future, I'll have it ready, we'll get it ready, we'll bring this. They're fooling people. So Prabhupada said, these are fools, these scientists are fools, we kick in their head with my shoe. Prabhupada used to say, only he can say it, you can't say it, okay? <laughs> Prabhupada said, I kick the scientist's face with my shoe. Prabhupada is so merciful because his shoe is full of blessings. They don't deserve that even. So, the information we get, it's there in the Bhagavatam. The real information of the spiritual world, of the material world, is in the Bhagavatam. Even material world, they think they haven't got it, they, have, they, they got it everything. Even material world, they haven't understood everything completely. Well, they have motor car, they have computer science, they have airplanes. These are all gross things. They don't have any idea what the body is. Now this, this new disease, they don't have medicine. So how, how can they understand this body fully? They haven't. Just like you become a health minister and you don't even wash your hand. You just use it with the toilet paper. You don't take a shower. You know what I'm saying? So Vedic science is higher than modern, modern society, people. I remember my mother used to tell me, before we enter the house, we had to take a shower. We were mucking around, playing around all day in the field and with other kids. He said, you have to wash your feet, wash your hand, wash your body before you come in the house. They knew already. The principle of cleanliness. Any Indian people know these things. It's in the culture. Here, you have you blow your nose with a tissue paper and put the tissue paper back in your pocket. That's not clean. You use the same paper. It's full of germs. That's what they do. Isn't it? So, in India, we use the cow dung to clean the ground because cow dung 
is mentioned, it's, it's very antiseptic. Here they say, oh, it's a, a cow's food. That's so dirty. They, they haven't understood. If you, properties to give you an example is, if you study the cow dung scientifically, it has all antiseptic um, uh, properties in it. But they think it's cow dung is just a stool. Well, we know that. And they talk about the Ganges. Ganges is so dirty. You drink Ganges water, you will cure your disease. Then. It has the pro- properties, all the, uh, all the goodness in the Ganges water. Because it's flowing and it's pure. In Mayapur, they deliver all the Ganges water to all the houses as a purified water. They don't drink the local water from the government. That makes you sick. But the Ganges water, they all feel better. So they bottle it and they give it to all the devotees in Grihastas and whoever wants. So, in the, there's a verse, Nakang ka bhadbhut fena fena pankaj in the Ishopansha or in the nature of instruction that they say that Ganges is full of foam and mud but actually it is not just foam and mud, it's pure. So, when, when, when I'm talking about the spiritual want quality, it is so subtle and it's so pure than this gross material world. Yeah. So, devotees, we have to understand the body we have is, is an element, that spiritual element. Even material, it's spiritual. Everything we have to see in connection with Krishna. Even this body is spiritual, even though it's material. Because this material body is a very subtle thing. We didn't create this body. Isn't it? So there's so much you can talk about this thing. So, thank you very much. Any questions? Uh, so a lot of people, they're not here, but they can hear it in the online, right? Yeah, so that's good. Maybe today we won't do yoga. Because I need to um, cook extra pasharam and cut up, cut up and stuff. So tomorrow maybe. Yeah, thank you. No questions. Anybody online questions? Okay, Hare Krishna. The proper key, John.